School of Life. Week four and five, day six, does the defense rest? Instruction. Worthy is the lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Revelation 5, 12 through 17. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. Revelation 7, 17. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 Yesterday we approached Christ the judge as a plaintiff. We took our case against someone who has wronged us and we handed over that case to him. Today, once again, we appear before Christ the judge. But today, though, we face him from the other side of the aisle as a defendant. The reality of a fair and just judge bringing justice everywhere to everyone has some fairly concerning implications for each one of us. Yesterday, you may have been struggling with vengeance towards someone. It's likely that somewhere someone is struggling with vengeance towards you. Right now, that person may be handing their case against you over to Christ the judge. Maybe not you, but it's certainly true for many of us. Each of us are flawed and culpable. We don't have a right to judgment, because each of us have degraded ourselves, wounded people that God loves, damaged our world, and grieved the God who loves us. We need forgiveness, but many of us are far from admitting that even to ourselves. From the defense side of the aisle, we are constantly requesting that incriminating evidence not be admitted. We insist that no laws were broken and that the charges against us be dropped. Endless appeals won't change the fact that the case against us is airtight. When will your defense rest? Have you considered throwing yourselves on the mercy of the court? As long as we continue to make our defense, the case against us stays open. When we let the defense rest, Christ can make the judgment and close the case against us. In the passage from Revelation above, John the Apostle has a vision of God's throne, the seat of ultimate judgment and justice. When God looks up, instead of a judge, he sees a slain lamb. What the heck does that mean? This vision is a rich this vision is part of a rich metaphor in Hebrew tradition of costly forgiveness. Christ, the Lamb of God, is a judge who is judged for you. He has already paid the cost for those who have rested their case and abandoned their own defense. You see, someone always pays the price. My most prized possession is my wedding album. That priceless, unique work of art is a tangible wealth of memories. It stunningly tells the story of the day that I and Marissa committed to love one another for the rest of our lives. I would run back into a burning building for that book. If I lent you that personal treasure and you dropped it in the Pacific Ocean, it would be a devastating loss for me. As with all such losses, someone would pay the cost. In this example, it would be either you or me. I would either make you pay by relationally and emotionally punishing you, or I would hold you accountable to make things right by charging you to replace the album. You would need to find the couple who produced the original. The husband and wife photography and design team have separated, left the industry, and no longer produce such masterpieces. 
If you did find them, you would then need to re convince them to reconnect with one another and with the printing company that they haven't used for over a decade. So if they still had the files, were willing to reproduce the album, the cost would be tremendous. If I didn't force you to pay for my loss, I myself would have to pay for it one way or another. I would either incur the financial cost to replace the album, or I would pay the price of living without the gorgeous photos of my beautiful bride, our union and our loved ones in that significant moment in our story. I would pay for your mistake with my fading memories. When something precious is lost or damaged, someone always pays the cost. The lamb on the throne shows us that Christ paid the price for you and for me. Each of us have trashed something infinitely more precious to God than my wedding album is to me. That cost was far beyond our, our means, so Christ the judge has absorbed it for us. In a letter to fellow apprentices, Jesus, uh, in the letter to fellow apprentices of Jesus, John writes, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. John doesn't say that God is faithful and merciful to forgive us our sins. He says faithful and just. Why would justice demand our forgiveness? It's because the cost has already been paid by the judge himself. The judge is the lamb who was slain for you. And when we end our defense and throw ourselves on the mercy of the ultimate court, justice then demands our forgiveness. Christ who stands for you and with you cannot be retried. It would be double jeopardy. On the cross, Christ was paying the cost for the damage that we have done. That forgiveness is available to all who allow their defense to rest. Has your defense rested their case or are you still spinning and litigating in an endless legal battle about why you were in the right and nothing is ever your fault? Take a moment to put an end to your defense and throw yourselves on the mercy of the highest court. Training. Reflect in your journal. Imagine a courtroom where Jesus, the lamb who was slain, is seated on the justice bench. Today, you are seated as a defendant. Take at least five minutes to write out in detail what the death of Christ covered for you. Make a searching and fearless moral inventory. Write in your journal the things you've done or failed to do that have made our world a darker place. Who have you wronged? In large letters, right over the whole page of your confession, the defense rests. To symbolize your decision to let go and to trust Jesus as the judge who was judged for you. As with yesterday, this time of prayer meditation is not all that's necessary, just as Jared's sister still pressed charges against her assailant. We may need to take further steps to, as Jesus said, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Some examples may include admitting to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs, humbling, humbly asking God to remove our de defects of character, make amends with the people we harmed, except when to do so would injure them or others. All three taken from the 12 steps. Throughout your day, continue to spy on your anger. Write notes throughout the day and then reflect five or 10 minutes every night on the level of anger, the situation, and the cost for your anger. Pray. 
Lord, you are faithful and just. Thank you that the cost has been paid by the Lamb of God. I admit that the things I've done and failed to do have made our world a darker place. Forgive me on Christ's account. Amen.